This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Yay, yay, we back on the block for the second hour. Thank you for joining us here on the block with Stricken Bach. I'm E. Strick. And that is my partner, Jake Bakovin. Once again, we're starting the second hour off. All I know is Biggie Small said, what's beef? Beef is when you hear a lot of info in the streets. There's a lot of info. There's a lot of beef going on right now. I mean, there's new. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We can talk about all kinds of beef that's happening on the news. I mean, there's so many stories right now that we can jump into. But the one in particular is one just south of us, about 100 and something miles in KC. There is some alleged beef that's going on between Eric Bieniemy, alleged, as well as the half a billion dollar man almost. I mean, when you when you add in the Kansas City Royals and all that good stuff. But nonetheless, before we go into that beef, and I'm not talking about beef patties, and I'm not talking about empanadas with beef or Jamaican <laughs> beef patties. I'm not talking about none of that. We're talking about beef. That's what we're going to talk about. But we got Chris on the line, on the Sutter Heyman text line. Call us, text us at 402-464-5685. He is actually on the Honda Lincoln hotline. Chris, you got some information you want to share with us about Husker basketball. Talk to me. Oh, hey. Hey, uh, great show, guys. Appreciate you giving me an opportunity here. Um, I, I kind of want to put Bryce in, in perspective. I, I don't think he's going to come back. I mean, I – he came in as a as a one and done guy, and and if uh, if Hoiberg couldn't get him to that spot, I think he's going to take off. Um, I don't think he's going to give Hoiberg. He won't give Hoiberg a second year to to devalue him. I don't think. And and to put it in perspective, though, it's a horrible freshman class in the Big Ten. He's the mm. only. There's only one other guy I believe averaging over thirty minutes a game. So really, as far as being freshman of the week, I mean, that's, it's pretty much Bryce McGowan and, you know, Chucky Hepburn. You know, Chucky's not averaging over 30 minutes, but he's pretty close. And it, it's a really a putrid class. And, and just look at the line he had last week, uh, last Friday against Maryland in that, uh, uh, in that first half. He did have 11 points, but he had zero rebounds, zero assists, mm-hmm. zero blocks, and zero steals. When the game was on the line, um, he he did not take over. You know, Maryland was missing their best player. Um, so you would have thought that uh, that would have been a good opportunity for him um, to really take over a game in a, in a Big Ten setting. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think he's 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 a decent player, you know, and but you know, I yeah. do think he's good enough that he'll be, you know, probably drafted late first round. But you uh, think you 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 uh, you you actually think he's a late firster? Right well, now, I mean, that's, as that's you see what, it, that's what we hear. I you know, yeah. um, unless he's unless he's dropped some more, um, but 
uh, you know, Great I, points, guess, though. I guess you would know better than anybody, Strick, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't uh, see it right now, but you know, but I could be wrong. I mean, look, the, the awesome thing about it, Chris, is it only takes one man. It only takes one GM. It only takes one scout. It only takes one organization to really like what you possibly can bring to the organization to love you. Right. So at this point, I can't speculate, but I don't I don't see it. I think it would be a tremendous risk uh, to do so. Uh, that's why I think he sh- he needs to make a statement, whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else. He needs to go and still make another statement. But thanks for calling in, Chris. Great points. I thought, Bach, what, what what you think about what he said? Yeah, it is it is it is a good point, especially with the, the freshman class that he's that he's comparing it to. So sometimes, you know, those, those individual awards can look better. But I mean, I mean coming yeah. into the use it, 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 year, it looked like it was going to be pretty hard. For what it's worth, I, I think when Barnum played him against Ohio State, Barnum got the better of him. Um, so um, they, you know, there's uh, some competition there. I, I think for for Bryce, it does go a little bit beyond the the awards just for the freshman of the week in the Big Ten. Um, yes, that's very nice, but altogether scoring um, second leading score as far as freshmen go uh, in the nation. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, that's uh, regardless of competition level in your conference. Um, that's pretty good. And he's had a really good freshman season. He's getting to the line more than anybody in the Big Ten. Um, that's regardless of class. So he's got some things that are working in his game. Um, but he's got a lot to learn, though. I mean, he, you could tell still he's he, he's he's got a lot to work for. And a lot of it is kind of what he was pointing out there. It's, it's the other stuff around scoring. He's got the athleticism to make an impact in some of those things. But he's still right. coming around to, to still being able to do that on a consistent basis. Again, and he can do that at times here and there in, in games. But um, consistently... Um, but I think it is, you know, it's the NBA. Sometimes it's not um, how how great is this guy sometimes. now. It's it's yeah, you know he's got it's potential. About potential. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a sometimes, he's got a lot of that. He's got a lot of potential. I still think there's he needs to show consistency in his jumping range, his jumper range. Um, I think he still needs to show strength. I think that that's an area that um, uh, he he doesn't have because when when somebody bumps him and you 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 can't take that bump. And, you know, power through it, those things. Or you got to be able to take the bump and still be able to raise for your mid ranges or your deep. That That's where that's where your your game is going to be. You'll be able to turn the corner without somebody being able to get by you. Um, I still think his handle is not fully there yet. Yeah. So there's some things in his game that I still would like to see more of before I would be able to say, you know what? Yeah, he's that guy. Um, and, and I still think he needs to change the narrative. I don't see any – I'm telling you, they want winners. And, and I don't see anybody looking at their record, their schedule, who he's played, who he's had um, as a matchup against. And when you start to look into the details and get into the analytics of the whole thing, at that point, I don't see it. I don't. That's where I don't see that first round. Um, I, I, I think him and Trey need to have a discussion. I think – I don't think – I would – venture to say that Trey shouldn't leave either. Yeah. I would venture to say that they should come back together, change the narrative. And, uh, and you know, and also you got to look at the strength of the, uh, the draft. I venture to say there's some people in there, both internationally as well as locally, that are some, some pretty good solid players that'll look to come out, you know, like Johnny Davis is, you know, that, oh, yeah. that kid has raised his stock I and mean, he didn't come into the season. He came in the season where people was kind of watching him, but he took his stock to another level by the way that he's been able to take his team for when they weren't even in the top 25, raised them up and took them up into the top 10. That's how you, that's how you change the narrative. 
He's, I'm not saying Bryce has to take Nebraska into that level, but Bryce has to take them from the doldrums of what the Big Ten is and, and raise their bar. I, I would say that's the way it would look for me. Yeah, and I just wonder, too. I mean, it, it's it's kind of fascinating altogether because, like you said, I mean, there's guys – the Big Ten's the best example for, like, the Keegan Murrays, the Jaden Ivies, the Johnny Davises, like you said. A lot of guys coming back for another year. Some of them weren't even – you know, didn't have that decision to yeah. make. They weren't necessarily like Bryce's, um, maybe a potential fringe first rounder or whatever. Um, but they, they did come back and are having sophomore campaigns that are putting them – into that lottery discussion in the Big Ten. So it's, it's just a, you know, look at your competition. That's all you have to do to see why it might work for Bryce McGowan's. The other thing is, though, I mean, part of it is, you know, a lot of these guys, he's going to be playing for money for a long time. The ideal thing is to set up to play for money, you know, to get the bigger, you know, bigger payment, especially first contract, right? And if you if you fall out of the first round, you're not guaranteed anything. You'll still be making I mean, money. Late first round, you're not guaranteed. I mean, you're guaranteed. But but you understand, Bach, as you're saying, a lot of late first rounders right now are two way players, meaning oh, yeah. that they don't spend the whole season with the with the uh, the NBA team. They're doing G League time and so forth and so on, and so that's giving them some playing time to be able to assess their. So so that is something that you have to weigh out too. If you want to take that road, that's cool. It works, but not everybody pans out of that. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's, there's also a gamble. We and, and as much as we want it, want it to work out, there's also a gamble in coming back. Of course, every year um, that you come, I mean, if he comes back and doesn't improve all that much, then you know it doesn't raise his stock. Then you lost a year of money to be made there, or whatever. So I mean, there, there's gambles in both ways, and it, and it depends on to the family situation, which I don't know what it is. It's yeah. hard to say if you have a chance at two million guaranteed dollars or whatever it is guaranteed at the back end of the first round. Um, just to get a but chance, get that, it in that's a life change money. Yeah, that, that's what, you, the question. Could you get some of that touch on the NIL look? No, yeah. I, you know, I mean, but but does <laughs> I don't mean to be laughing, but right now, do they have the credibility to walk into some places? And yeah, be asking for you, I, not for not for two million. I don't know how much. Yeah, yeah but not that much. That part. I, but I also too wonder, like, where where do you think if he Gonzaga's number one in the nation? Obviously, we know they took the local kid instead of you know Nebraska got Bryce McGowan's. That was big. Do you think that he'd be playing significant minutes for a Gonzaga or, you know, a, a top in like a Duke type of team? I mean, I, I think, think he would play. play. I think yeah. he would, I think he would play. I, 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 um, I, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if IQ wise right now, he would be able to play in a system that is like that. His open his, this open system feeds into Bryce because of the fact that it's very AAU-ish, right? Yeah. So when it's when it's like that, you you're you're comfortable in that zone. That's why when it gets tight, a lot of them revert back to what they know, which then for so for Verge, it reverts back to go, go, go. You know, for him, Bryce, it reverts back to I gotta make it happen. For all of them, it reverts to, oh, this jumper, I ain't had one. Let me take it. Yeah. So th that's where the problem then persists, right? So so I, I don't see him in a system right now that he would be able to thrive because he doesn't show me technically or or, or with, with the fundamentals aspects of it. Like, for example, setting up to be able to curl off a screen, reading the screen, you know, things that, like, I know I was taught by Lanny Richards, when I was coming up, you know, things, how to read it. Okay. All right. Oh, he's trying to, let me push this guy off back out. Oh, he's still coming. Let me shot fake him, get to that next one. 
and I'm at the rim or I'm dropping it off. So those are the things that I was able to see, not just the, the basic play that was in front of me, but what was the next one that, that presented itself based on how they defended me or how they reacted to me, right? Um, so those I don't see that in him yet. I don't see that. Yeah. And another thing is, and, and, and we've talked about it, it, it it's it's kind of frustrating because he'll still take the, the, the you know, off the ball, uh, you know, off the bounce jumper, long threes that haven't gone in all year. But it seems like yeah. he's trying to prove something to the NBA. Yeah. And and maybe there's part of that was the recruitment to get him here. Right. And and, and I'm yeah. sure it was was, you know, you're going to we're going to try to put you uh, in the best, you know, whatever you need to do to get you to the NBA. That's what we're going to try to do for you. But I feel bad for him in, a, in one way is that he, he keeps trying to prove it. And it's not working. But the other thing is he doesn't get open threes. I mean, he can hit corner threes. Yeah. He's been hitting yeah, those hit this year. And so I think that he should be trying to work on that and get to those spots a little bit more. But it's, but, but this team very rarely, especially without him, has an open three. It, 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 they're mostly off the off the bounce, you know, off the dribble threes that he's taken that are deep, sometimes early in the shot clock, and they're bad shots. Um, but that's basically what everybody has to take because this offense isn't opening up open threes for the most part. Let me ask you a question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's a good question. And then we need to, we need to, let me, what well, we got time wise? Okay, then we need to talk about this beef. Yeah. So, so quick question. The style that Fred Hoiberg is playing is a very free, open style, right? Mm-hmm. It's very Popovich-ish. Pop- Popovich-ish. Yeah. It's very Steve Kerr-ish. It's very maybe Chicago Bull-ish. You know, some mm-hmm. some some of those likes, right? Do you think he would fit on those teams with that with 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 the way that he's playing in this style right now? I wouldn't get too many minutes. <laughs> you you feel me? So yeah. uh, that's that's all. That's the only point I wanted to bring up. Now, beef. It looks like right now that there's a lot of beef going on. There's a lot of speculation out there. There was an L that was taken. We're hearing all kinds of information that's out there. But at the end of the day, it looks like a lot of this beef was spurned between Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes back last year when they took the L to the to the Buccaneers at a 31 to 9 loss. It looks as if he felt that he was passed over after that loss because Mahomes he feel possibly sabotaged him with that uh not executing the game plan the way that he felt. I'll give you a quick quote and I thought this was interesting on what he said. He said he Bietami said this in a quote. He said You guys have been around him. You know him. He said, he's a competitive prick. That's a little... (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I understand you're trying to be tactful with your words. I get it. But that ain't a good... That ain't a good comment. A competitive (laughs) prick. You know, I don't... You know, know, if you change it to another word, basically that's what you're saying. You're competitive, you know, that. So... He's a good kid. Then he tried to, you know, kind of fix it up. But he says he's a great kid and he's a competitive prick. So not only did he say it once, he said it twice. When you say it twice, that means you mean that. You know, you ain't just saying it just to say it. You mean that. So when I look at the way that he said that, then he tries to clean it up by, you know, he's accountable to his prayers. He works hard, all that stuff. That was all fluff just to basically clear up that you're you're basically a prick. Would you have beef if somebody <laughs> came at you? Like if I came at you, Bach, and said, you know what, you you know, on 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 the show, Bach, you know, when you're doing, you know, on 
uh, the game show with Strick. I mean, you're you're a real competitive prick, and you don't answer the questions <laughs> the way that I like. It. But you know what, Bob? You're very good at what you do. I mean, you're you know, I've, I find you're an accountable man. I really appreciate just all the hard work you put in. And at the end of the day, you're great. How would you take? Oh, that, I thought Bob? you were going to go well, back. We have beef, <laughs> but you're still we a have competitive beef. prick. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, there is a way. I mean, we we've talked about it before. Like nice guys don't always win championships. That sort of thing. You got to have a you know a competitive edge. So you know. I but like you said, maybe there's a different word that he could use that makes it make you sound a little bit better. It is just interesting overall because the Chiefs are set to have a meeting. The enemy's not necessarily locked in for next year. His contract's up. Um, yep. and it and there there are rumors circling about um some different. Uh, beef, as we've been calling it, or, you know, kind of going on between him and Patrick Mahomes. Of course, the playoffs didn't end. The egos are about as probably high as they can be in Kansas City at this point. Um, so it's just fascinating because that's who Patrick Mahomes has had his success with, who's been calling the plays. Um, and it, I don't know. I mean, I would be shocked if Eric Bieniemy. Like what? What job would he get on the open market? Because he's a guy that I, I figured by now would be a head coach. And now he's almost yeah. even out of his OC job in Kansas City, which is, you know, potentially, I should say, not almost, but potentially out of that. Um, that's, <laughs> I mean, somebody's going to get a heck of a deal on whatever <laughs> position they bring him in on. Well, what they're, what, what they're saying is they're, they're saying there's a lot of speculation with regards to uh, why he hasn't uh, gotten a coaching job. And it has to do with questions of his temperament and his unwillingness to accept feedback from the players. So they, mm. there's been some speculation that there's been many a times where Tyreek Hill or, or uh, uh, some of the other people to include Mahomes have come to him saying, uh, Kelsey, yeah. saying things that they're seeing and that they're observing and they're bringing it to his, you know, to his person. And he's basically just, ah, you know, my way to highway type of mentality. Yeah. And so it's bringing some friction in that aspect. And then they're saying that, there's been questions that have been asked of him by owners and like the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans when he interviewed there. And they're, they're saying that some of those questions that when he answered them, it wasn't enough to be able to handle some of the issues that he had in his prior history in Colorado when he was coaching there. Some of the things that had happened with DUIs and, and, and things that are likes of that and how he handled that and how he dealt with it or how would he would deal with, deal with it, you know, if he was taken on the position and it seemed as if they didn't like the answers to those questions. So you're absolutely right. What is up for him right now? A lot of the positions have been taken. So at this point, it's going to look like he's either going to return to KC, he's going to take a year off, or it's going to be, you know, maybe go back to college if there's something to, that pops up. And it's not going to be top tier college, it's probably going to be something on the you know, the marginal market. Yeah, but either, I mean, <laughs> I don't care where it is. Maybe there aren't those off-the-field problems, but he's, he's one of the better offensive coordinators, obviously, yeah. in the game yeah. right now. Um, also interesting is that Matt Nagy was the former, of course, with the Bears there for a minute. He was the one that uh, was before Bienemy. So now Matt Nagy's out there. Maybe if they do want to go move on from Bienemy, something's not working there. They already have a, a guy that, that's on the open market that's worked in Kansas City before yeah. and Matt Nagy. So uh, it's just kind of fascinating. Like, all, I mean, all, and, you know, of course, before him was Doug Peterson is back as a head coach in the NFL. So this offensive yeah. coordinator position um, for Kansas City, as we know, even back to the Alex Smith days when Alex Smith was like over exceeding expectations, I suppose, has been a hot one under Coach Reed for a long time. Um, so I 
to be fascinating if it comes open and, you know, they sign Mahomes to that long-term contract. Uh, I just, I, I kind of figured it was going to be Biennemi getting a job before um, was going to pull him out of Kansas City because why else would they let him go if he's one of the hottest offensive coordinator names in the game? Right. But even to your point about maybe not taking feedback to players, I remember um, on their on their big drive um, to get back with the Bills, Travis Kelsey said, I broke off my route. Like I gave him, me and Mahomes, we looked at each other. I knew that I'm not running the route that I was assigned. I'm going to go up to where it's open, and that's where that's yeah. where they kind of found it. So um, you wonder yeah. if, if maybe something like that, because there are, the, you know, the rumors circulating, of course, with the, the, the loss, um, which was not a, a great performance from, you know, Mahomes and the offense. Um is is specific beefs and arguments coming out over that game. So playoffs, you know, those type of minutes, especially when you're expected to win the Super Bowl every year like Kansas City is now. They're the new early favorite for the upcoming year. So they can go to the Super Bowl and, you know, it's weird as, a, as somebody that's followed the Chiefs for a long time that they haven't been in this position, but it's almost win the Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs now with prime moments. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to because their salary cap numbers – is way too high, especially with Mahomes' contract, yeah. right? So after the exhaustion of, of the contracts that are still on, on there, they're not going to be able to keep those guys all together because their contracts aren't going to allow it. So unless there's some adjustment somewhere or somebody just says, you know, I'm willing to stay here, take, take the L, and, you know, I'll take the brunt, you know, bump the half a billion dollar guy, you know, let him yeah. keep his money, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I, other, other than that, they're going to be in trouble once those contracts are, are, are up because they're not going to be able to keep those. And then they're going to have to go back to figuring it out in the draft. And then we'll see. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more, not about this particular instance, but we'll talk a little bit about Tom Brady and is he far of 2.0 when we get back on the block right after this. 